This is John Mills. This is Anne Marie Mills. Oh, Anne Marie's in the house. Hey. Welcome back to another episode of Acquired Tastings. This is episode number 151. Marie brought some port wines from Portugal. So that's what we're doing. Marie, which wine are you doing? Or Portifog? Portifog, yeah. I'm doing Churchill's Dry White Port, which is quite lovely. And you also brought some food. What kind of food did you bring? I did. We've got a little smorgasbord here. We have some sardine pate direct from Portugal as well. Got um, from Indianapolis some tulip tree fromage with herbs, a fig salami, which I've never tried before that's flavored with citrus and pepper. We have... You brought some cheeses, Daddy. You yeah, I brought. Those? Yeah, that's right. I brought some blue Stilson, and I also brought some Humbo Fog. You know, I was thinking the stinky cheeses with these sweet ports. You know, sweet wines and you know, stinky or you know, real tart kind of cheeses seem to go well. So I'm yeah. hoping that'll work. Yeah. I think that'll be fun. And then we have some brownies as well for the sweet side of things. Yeah, Joanne was involved. Yes. So, listeners, thanks for being with us, and we appreciate it. We don't have a blind this week because last week we posted something from the archives. So I'll try to keep doing that as as things go on. As you probably remember, if you listened, Josh has moved to Montana. But you know you can do anything over the internet, but we <laughs> we just haven't we just haven't found time to do it now. So Marie has the white port, so she's going to go first. Yes. So the white port, you'll you may or may not notice in the glass, but it is. I put it in the fridge to kind of cool it a little bit further down from the red because uh, it is supposed to be served a little bit colder. But what I like about it is that it's. This whole Churchill's place, their whole thing is to make ports a little bit on the drier side in general Mm -hmm. uh, and not quite so sweet. So you notice that with the red, too. But the white's really fun. We don't have a lot of white ports in the U.S. market. No, no. Courtney and I were both like, I don't think I've ever had a white port when we were doing port tasting. So I thought this was kind of The one thing I learned, too, is, you know, ports are different, whether it's a red or a white. You want to get them cool, even the reds. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of like a... A Pinot Noir, you want to have a Pinot Noir kind of cool down. That big old cab, it can sit out there and <laughs> not the 100 degrees that we got. Poor Marie. She Oof. came from Indianapolis. She told us she'd never come in the summer. Comes in the summer. We've got these 100 degree days with heat indexes of <laughs> 115 to 20. Yeah, it was pretty tough. <laughs> yeah, killer, killer. But here she is, and I'm thankful that she's here. She brought yeah. Port. And so we're going to start with your wife. All right. Well, cheers. Cheers. Ding. Mm, beautiful, beautiful smell. You know, you get that, or I do, you get more than just a wine smell. Mm-hmm. Now, I wonder what, Marie, is the difference between a wine and a fortified wine and a port wine? These are three different kinds yep. that I just described. They so are. be careful with your answer. <laughs> so you're pretty familiar with wines. Mm-hmm. Aged or unaged kind of depends on the type. Fortified wines are where you add a brandy or a liqueur of some sort to help the wine mm-hmm. last longer. Mm-hmm. All right. Ports are specific to Portugal. Okay. Um, and even more specific, they have to be made with grapes from the Douro Valley. 
outside of Porto in northern Portugal. Okay. Now, what's just plain old fortified wine? So you may find a fortified wine from Australia that is made in a port style, Mm -hmm. but cannot be called port because port is a protected term. It's a uh, DOC of uh, Portugal. Right. Like champagne and other, other terms you've learned. So port has to come from Portugal. So a sherry is a fortified wine. Yep. But it can't be a port. Right. Correct? Correct. Great. Yep. All right. Yeah. So all ports are fortified wines. Not all fortified wines are ports. Exactly. Yes. So this one is, yeah, you do get that kind of like jammy grape mm-hmm. kind of smell. A little bit of citrus or orange blossom maybe on the on the notes. It's a beautiful like golden rod color mm-hmm. that I think is really pretty too. And and I get some good <laughs> some some good burn a little bit. So it's a higher alcohol, yeah. The higher alcohol, I think they aim for twenty. About and yeah. I looked at the bottle and I think it said nineteen and a half. Yep. Yep. I think these are both. So that's another that's another answer to my question yep. about fortified and ports. You know, these are way up there in alcohol. Yeah, because compared that- to other wines. What you're fortifying is an additional yeah. alcohol level. Right. So, yeah. And these are made very traditionally. So, when they pick the grapes, they put them into these cement vats and mm-hmm. they stomp them by foot. Human foot. Don't worry. No cooties in the glass. But they do squish them up with their feet. They find that that is the best way to macerate the grapes. You can't get COVID from the feet. Okay. <laughs> no, you can't. Just think about that. And then they leave them in those vats for quite a while to start the fermentation process. Uh, They've got a a special tool called, I think they call it a monkey's head or the monkey or something, some monkey something or another. That's like a bar with some like rods sticking out of it that helps them turn the grapes once they've been mashed and they're in the process Mm, of fermentation. And so they leave it in there. Churchill specifically keeps their ports in the Duro Valley at the vineyard mm-hmm. for the first winter. And then they are um, kind of go, either go to the bottle or go to a cask. Um, and there's specific regulations on what exactly can be what. And then they age from in Porto, typically. Okay. Yeah. Now, there's a, there's a whole lot of, in, in my research, it was crazy. My research showed there's like 52 mm-hmm. different pores. Now, we have a different one that we didn't bring out today called the Tam- Tawny. Tawny or Tawny. And I don't know how it's pronounced in Portugal. Yeah, I mean, Tawny, Tawny, somewhere. somewhere in there. But anyway, the one that the one we have that we didn't, we're not doing today is aged for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And my research said you can age it 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm not sure I want to age that thing 50 years. Well, and so the age on those bottles is about is about the age of the grapes and the, and the barrels and the casks. And uh-huh. they, they kind of average them out. You'll also see that there are vintage ports as well that are uh-huh. from grapes of 1982 was a good year or 1992. And those are, you know, again, they they might do a 10-year tawny with them. And there's white, ruby, and tawny. Okay. And then the tawnies are the ones that get aged 
10, right, 23. Right. Mm-hmm. So you'll find kind of different, lots of variations. Obviously, the older they are, the more expensive they are, but the gentler they tend to be on the palate as well because mm-hmm. they age. Okay, I've been over here snacking. Yeah. What, have you tried the little fig salami? I tried the fig salami, and it that's an interesting taste because you get sort of a salami uh, spice taste, mm-hmm. and then on the back end or the front end, I'm not sure which, I'm going to try it again, you get that fruitiness of the fig, mm-hmm. and then you take a drink, and you go... It's starting all over. <laughs> you <laughs> just kind of running through those flavors all like, again. Yeah, it's like boom, we're doing this again. Yeah, I, and it's I, lovely. Yeah, very lovely. I found this. I am pretty vegetarian, pescatarian, and so I knew a nice kind of meat, dried meat, has gone well with these when we were tasting them. But I wanted to see if I could find a, a vegan version. I found this at World Market. Okay, it's a little pricey. It's kind of a fancy fruit roll up if you think about it. In a yeah. log shape. <laughs> but it works well with this. And I kind of thought it would because I bought one that was like an orange zest Do flavor. Do we have those in the fridge? We Maybe. all bring a fruit roll. <laughs> That's a blast from the past. Yeah. But it, it works really well. It kind of brings out the fruitiness of the of the white port that does have more of those kind of citrus notes that we won't get in the red. Now, did you go to the Summington family estates? We didn't well, go to the estates where the where the grapes are. We okay. went to the the lodge okay. in Porto, okay, which is where they do the aging um, and the tastings, okay. And it's up one of Portugal's many many hills. Okay, yeah, I've, I've got a picture <laughs> that I'm looking at, and it's just terrace like crazy. Oh yeah, the we took a little boat tour along the Dura River, kind of out there, and it is just beautiful because it's so drastic where the the river is and then the the grapes just go straight up the mountainside now did you um learn about uh the churchill grade a rating of these vineyards Mm -hmm. so can you talk about that a little bit a little bit i'm not super well versed in it but essentially the grapes in the duro valley are are rated based on age vineyard style how long the grapes have been there Mm -hmm. and grade a is kind of the top tier of grapes Mm -hmm. and it's one of the things the winemaker here has chosen to focus on is the quality of the grape that he starts with and then the other thing he does is he lets them um, ferment a little bit longer so these are actually a little lower in alcohol okay than the grapes are yeah than some of the other ports you might find. So they're a little drier okay. than your average, um, you know, big name brands okay. or okay. something like that. So then we got to put more brandy in there. <laughs> well, so he, he but he, he specifically wants them drier because he wants to meet the market has more of an American palate or a British palate. Okay. Doesn't like the super sweet ports. Right. And so that's something he's doing. This is the last. British owned porthouse in Portugal. There used yeah. to be about half and half. And interestingly enough, this is um, one of the Graham family members. Okay. Who's yeah. the winemaker. Okay. And right behind Churchill's, you see the big sign for Graham's, but they don't own Graham's anymore. They sold it. His, I think his grandfather sold it. Oh, really? Okay. To whomever. Um, and so 
the winemaking kind of skipped a generation and he wanted to start it back up. And so he started Churchill's and named it after a very famous British gentleman named Winston Churchill. Well, now what I read was... It's also his wife's name. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, 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 <laughs> I had a dual story purpose. All right. Dual story, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but the it kind of threw me for a loop that it's like British guy mm-hmm. in Portugal. Used to be a just, lot of them. That just, like I said, it blew me away. All right, I've tried the pate. What do you think? I feel like it's a little too salty for the port. It might be a little too spicy for this port, too. Maybe, yeah, That's a little bit I of both. Noticed. If but, not you my know, favorite. pate is typically salty. Yeah. It, it was, sardines are so integrated in Portuguese food. I thought it would be a fun pairing, and I brought some home for you. And Oh, yeah. I I'm, like it. I I'm like really the pate happy. itself. I just doesn't, I, I think maybe it'll be more interesting with the red. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. So, you said, did you say concrete? What I'm reading here is it goes into granite. Granite, my yeah, I guess. No, I don't know all my materials quite that well by yeah. sight. But then some of them going actually into wood when they're aging, mm-hmm. like tawny. yeah, the reds, the the rubies and the tawnies will go into to barrels, and there's but the reserved is not right. This is just rack aged, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or you know, put in a bottle. The there's a lot of different regulations on what they can do and how they can do it. So for the tawnies, they have to be in a certain sized barrel. This reserve port doesn't have it, so it may be in a larger sized barrel that allows it not take on quite so much of the woody characteristics. Yeah, so I'm going for the cheese now. And so this herbal cheese, mm-hmm. is it a goat? Yes. Okay. So, the two cheeses I brought, the Humboldt is goat, but the Stilton is cow. Okay. So, I don't know what order we're supposed to go in because of that. I would go goat, goat, cow, but more because of the stinkiness level than anything Mm -hmm. else. The Mm -hmm. funkiness level. Well, the herbal's not very stinky. No, (laughs) it's not a stinky cheese at all. It's a delicious little cheese. I love drinking this with whiskey. Drinking, eating mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. with my whiskey drinks. Nice. Like. Your wildlife podcast, Josh, and I did that he had that cheese, and I just kept eating it like crazy. <laughs> yeah, this so is good. similar to like a Borzan, but it's a local made cheese um, in Indianapolis, and I really like them. I like that with the white. The, the uh, herbal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it went well, too. Too much here. It brings out maybe a little bit of the floralness of that. I'm going for the Stilton, but I'm not gonna. I need to clean my palate probably. (laughs) (laughs) Just tried some of the Humboldt. So I did a little research, and and, you know, I've been on I've been on some long airplane flights, and I know that I did the research on Delta, Mm -hmm. and Delta, you know. The way the way all the airlines do things these days is not like they used to. Mm-hmm. I mean those those stewardesses were up and back and back and forth and serving you all night and all that kind of stuff. Unless you'd, you know, put your do not serve. But there was a time when you when you got your port mm. after the big meal 
And my research showed that Churchill was one of the ports that they were using. Oh, that's fun. It was it was the like the reserve. Yeah, the reserve or the yeah. Tumi. But and then there were other you know, there were other choices. Yeah. But that's my been my first experience with ports. Mm. Was, you know, when I worked for Black and Beach and I was going to, you know, Thailand or wherever and we had that long flight. It wasn't one Delta, but uh Yeah. You know, those ports after that big meal and you you're not really hungry or anything. They yeah. Bring, bring the port and the grapes and the cheese and Yeah. <laughs> you're going, Hmm, this is good. <laughs> well and a lot of times the white port is actually an aperitivo before the meal. Yeah. Like happy hour. And then the red port is your more kind of dessert, dessert. style. Mm-hmm. But I really like both of these cheeses with, with the white port. You say both. Now, which was the second The one? Humboldt and the um, still. Oh, okay. Whatever, the, the other one, the other blue. Well, tell us about your, your time in Portugal. Oh, I mean, gosh, yeah. We've got to hear some of that story. Yeah. And, and uh, where exactly you bought this and mm-hmm. what prompted you to get Churchill. And there, I'm sure there's others. Yeah. So... Courtney and I flew into Lisbon, and we spent a couple days in Lisbon first, and then we took a kind of car tour up north to Porto, so we did, kind of stopped in a couple of towns, Uh, Fatima, which is really famous uh, in the Catholic Church, it's one of the newest locations of a miracle, I guess, and then we stopped in Aviero, which is famous for being the Venice of Portugal. It has a lot of canals for the fishermen to get out to the ocean. We also stopped in Coimbra, which is where one of the oldest universities in the world is. Oh, really? Okay. Which was really pretty. Unfortunately, it was raining cats and dogs by the time we got there. (laughs) And we stopped in one other place that I'm forgetting the name of, but, oh, started with an O. Anyways, it was a cute little walled city. Famous for making a cherry liqueur, which I also brought some home of, that was quite fun. They serve it in little chocolate cups, so you get Mm -hmm. to take your little shot of cherry liqueur and then eat your chocolate cup. It's quite delightful. Oh, neither one of us started the chocolate. I know. I just took a little bite. I'm almost out of (laughs) porn. And then up to Porto. And then, so we chose Porto because we really wanted to go do a, a wine tour in the Douro Valley. We had heard really good things, um, and we did have a really nice trip out there to do that little wine tour, our uh, river cruise during our, our wine day, and we we were not, you know, port's not really our, our go-to, mm-hmm. not really our, our choice. Um, now, when was the first time you ever had port? That's a good question. I think I had one some, like... Maybe probably when I was in consulting and somebody kind of ordered it as an uh, end of meal kind of treat. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember liking it. Oh, really? Mm-mm. And then I remember with Bourbon Maven, my friend in Seattle, mm-hmm. I went to her house one day and we did a whole skew of tastings from her library. And we ended it with a couple of ports. We did a I think a 20-year-old Tawny and a 40-year-old Tawny. What? 
And they were really quite lovely. The other thing we learned on these port tours was that, you know, for the ones that have aged in barrels 10, 20, Mm -hmm. 40 years, Mm -hmm. you can open that bottle and leave it open for as long as it takes you to finish it. But with some of these younger ones that aren't aged as long because they haven't known oxygen, (laughs) you don't want to keep them open. You actually want to finish them relatively quickly. (laughs) so okay but you know so and then courtney had had some co-workers and friends in portugal before we got there and they had recommended churchills and they said they really liked it they had bought quite a bit of it uh to take home or have shipped home um and so we you know asked our hotel can you get us a a tasting Mm -hmm. booked there because a lot of these porthouses, uh, Churchill's is one of the smaller porthouses in Porto. Okay. So we knew we needed a reservation to get in. And so mm-hmm. we had them help us with that. And that was good because we had also done, you know, we did the world of wine experience in Porto. And so that gave us a port tasting along with a couple of Duro Valley ports or okay. wines. We did um, some other fun adventures around the city where we tasted kind of ports one off or or maybe two off um Mm -hmm. which was a good way to kind of explore a town that's really known for that Mm -hmm. and it's funny because the river goes and kind of you know right through porto and one side is porto and the other side has a different name it's escaping me at the moment but that's where all the port houses are gaia and so if you're in porto looking at gaia all you see are these buildings with these massive words above them. It's like the best like visual map you could ever ask for. Because you know exactly where they are because you can just look for their name in, oh, really? in, the sky, okay. in the skyline, as it were, which is kind of fun. But yeah, so we did a lot of fun stuff. And then we went from Porto, we moved into Spain, and we spent a, a week in Spain as well. Okay. Now, when you had the port tasting, mm-hmm. how many did you taste? So I had three ports, part of the port tasting, this white port, a 10-year tawny, and a 20-year tawny. Mm. And I liked this white and the 10-year the best. The 20-year was almost getting too sweet for me. Oh, it was, it was getting sweeter. Mm-hmm. Because it's condensing as it mm-hmm. ages. Mm-hmm. And those sugars don't really evaporate. Mm-hmm. But so I found this cute little pack that had... The, this dry white, the tenure tawny, and this reserve port, which we didn't taste, but I figured it would be pretty decent just based on the quality we experienced. And it was funny because, so at the tasting room, they give you your tastes and they leave the bottles at the table for you, the unopened bottles for you to like have for pictures or whatever. And Courtney did a wine tasting. Mm-hmm. Well, her wine flight included five wines. Oh, yeah. So for two ladies sitting at a table for two, we had eight bottles on our table. (laughs) And there was this group sitting next to us. And they just started laughing. And we looked over. We're like, what's going on? They're like, are you guys really drinking eight bottles of wine? Yeah. (laughs) And we're like, well, I'm not drinking the whole things. (laughs) Right. She's got her wines. I got the ports. (laughs) But it was was quite a view. mingle? Yeah, we both kind of shared the taste, but Courtney really was kind of over ports by the time we got there, and 
Uh, so she just took little sips of each of the ports. Well, okay. Yeah. Well, this is really good. And I tried the brownie. Yeah, it's <laughs> pretty right. good. Yeah. I, I think the... I'm starting to think about my best on plate. I kind of think I know where I'm yeah, going to land it. Yeah. Oh, okay. But it's that's really good. I, I liked all of those. I'm glad. So what I'm noticing, and maybe it's just me, the more and the more food I eat, and the more I drink of this port, the spicier it gets. Oh. I don't know why. Are now, you continuing to eat that pate? Well, that's part of it. I just had the pate, so. But I think, I think there's some good spice in this, in this port. And I'm is trying, it like a white pepper spice? Yes. Yeah, I can agree with. I I can see that. You know, when you did the tour, did did they talk about the land and the and the soil? So, is it? I saw a map, and it's hard for me to tell, but. It's on the non-coastal side right. it's of inland. Portugal. Mm-hmm. So I Almost don't think we're getting sea salt influence. No. So there must be something in the soil. I want to say, and I'm not seeing it in the it's notes like, immediately, but. So it's not, it might be that alluvial. These are higher altitude grapes. Yeah. And I think some of the higher altitude um and they even mention a long peppery finish on the palate. Okay. So I think the um I there's a lot of it's not limestone. I think it is granite that's up in the hills. Mhm. Mm-hmm. It does get rockier as you go up in altitude too. So that would kind of match it. That that long finish is is the truth. Mhm. I'm still finishing and I just set it over there for 15 seconds or more. <laughs> yeah. And it's just still going. Mm-hmm. I'm impressed. Now, you probably don't know if it's in Little Rock, but do you know if it's in Indy? Can you get Churchill in Indy? I haven't looked, but I I believe they're pretty widely distributed. Mm-hmm. Maybe not in every liquor store, but in your bigger ones, the Total Wine, uh-huh, the uh-huh. those kind of places, I wouldn't be surprised if you could find it. I'm hoping so. Yeah. <laughs> really, really. Nice I mean, little dessert to have or a aperitivo. So it's, it's, it's just beautiful countryside, too. It, it really is. It was really pretty. The other thing about over there in the Duro Valley is our first time... Seeing a cork tree. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't think of cork trees. Typically, are are, they grow really well in Portugal and in Spain? And we were climbing up the hill to our first winery, and they stopped. Our driver stopped and kind of pointed out the cork trees. Mm -hmm. And it's a really interesting process to learn about how you harvest cork off the tree. How how thoughtful they're starting to be because we are making more wine and uh, using more cork than ever before. And so how they're starting to think about how do they optimize that harvest and the usage of the cork so that they're not, they're wasting as little as possible as well. Well, it's sustainable because you harvest it and then it will grow back. But 
as many as much wine being yeah uh, not everybody i think can... that's why so many wineries are going to the screw top there yeah there's a there's a couple of reasons you might go to a screw top because screw tops will preserve better however they do not help aging at all because right. they don't allow any oxygen to yeah. or from so exactly. that's great for white wines roses mm-hmm. that's where you say it yeah where you're typically gonna see it maybe very drinkable reds and that they expect to be drunk young and we learned that you know you can actually recycle cork into another wine cork but it loses some of that ability to pass air mm-hmm. becomes denser okay so then you may use that on a a rosé that may be a little older or those you know whites that don't need to be as aged as much um it it's a really interesting process it is it is a tree that regenerates but <laughs> there are only so many of them and mm-hmm. you do have to manage for them so do we move on we could move on i'm i'm sitting here looking at my yeah <laughs> my beautiful red board it's the reserve you said you didn't taste it when you were there Mm-mm. i haven't tasted it yet so this is you're oh, tasting it right now for the first time. Yeah, real time reaction. What are you nosing? It has a lot less nose than the other one. Yeah, uh, the other one, like I said in the beginning, the other one has so much of that fortified, brandy yeah. nose. This one doesn't, and I think that could be because, you know, a red a red tends to have more nose than a white just by itself mm-hmm. and then i think the red and then the brandy mix together well and so you're not getting as much of the brandy nose yeah it's kind you're of burning i'm getting you know yeah, if you really dig in there you can yeah if you the, get... the notes say fresh blueberries hints of eucalyptus and gum situs not sure what that is i don't know that i but I can get some of that like blueberry. Yeah. And really stick my nose down in the glass and take a hearty smell. So to remind everybody, I brought the remote fog and the Stilton, and uh, we're doing we're doing this. It's called Reserve, but when I looked it up, it primarily talks about it's more of a premium style ruby port. Yes. And so a ruby is typically younger, fresher, less expensive. So that's a good thing. But when I looked at the the, the grapes in this, it's a super, super long list. Yes. And, and I don't speak <laughs> Portuguese. They speak Portuguese, right? Yes, yeah. I don't speak Portuguese. So I'm going to make a stab at this, but it's Turga Nacional. And Tinta Rosette, Tinto Cava, Tinta Baraka. Yeah. Are you reading that? Yeah. I mean, so it's, it's, it's t- like Taruga Nacional is their red grape, yeah. like the Portuguese red grape. Tortiga Franca is, is probably getting close to a Cab Franc. Tinta Roes, Tinta Baraka, uh, Tinto Sao. One thing we noticed is, in general, Portuguese wines use a lot of different grapes. Well, they make that really complexity to it. They are very thoughtful about it. You will rarely see, outside of maybe the Nacional, a single grape 
Portuguese wine. Oh, okay, okay. They're almost always a, a blend of grapes. Um, and I think some of that comes from one of the things they were telling us is they just don't, you know, they have, you know, a row of one thing and three rows of another. And they're, you know, they plant them where they grow best, but mm -hmm. they are not <laughs> all, you know, a Cabernet Sauvignon vineyard right. the same way we might see here. As far as the taste, it's very yummy. It's it's more of a, you, you said jammy earlier, yeah. I think. Yeah. This is jam. This tastes almost like blackberry jam to oh, me. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's that's well well said. I was gonna I was gonna say <laughs> something like that, but yeah. That's that's the best way to say it. And then it's not put in wood, it's put in granite. Well and, it and go ahead. Is it aged in granite? Or it's is it fermented just made? in granite? Okay. Yeah. Now, I don't yeah. see anything about where it's aged. So the same thing that they're doing here that they are hands or foot stomping, <laughs> um, and then they they are kind of going into that. They're starting their their maceration and their fermentation in those lagers, the the tanks, yeah. and then it looks like what I found on the tasting notes for this one is that they are um, they mature in seasoned oak vats for a period of three years before they're bottled. Oh, so there is wood. Yeah, so okay. there is some oak. When they say oak vats, imagine those big. Yeah, two hundred and twenty-five. Yeah, whatever. The, the big ones, not the like typical ones, not those whiskey barrels that we're, we're oh, used no. to, or the smaller wine barrels. So you, there's not necessarily as much of those oak characteristics. So I tried the pate with it, and with the pate and the white, like I said, the spice and the spice just multiplied. Mm -hmm. So. What happened this time is the pate is spicy, but this reserved port just calms it down. It does. But it's still, that spice is still there. I'm yeah. still tasting mm -hmm. the spice. It's still spicy. But it's, it, it toned it down. Again, it's the 19 and a half. Mm -hmm. So I think that's their, you know, their target's 20. And they're saying it's 19 and a half. And, you know, Josh would say there's probably a 3% bearable. So maybe it's twenty two. <laughs> yeah. But uh it's it's uh it is in the what'd you say, the oak cast mm -hmm. for three years. Mm hmm That's really a long time, all things considered. It is, but when you're looking at those big ones, you're not getting getting That's right, you're not as much movement and uh -huh. uh, influence. And they don't have the extreme weather. We necessarily have here. Oh, okay, correct. Because they're stored in caves or these lodges. Oh, So okay. they're not necessarily getting, they're not out there in, in a warehouse in Kentucky mm -hmm. experiencing the full blast of Mother Nature mm -hmm. and all of her seasons. It's a little bit calmer. And Porto is closer to the ocean, so it is a little more temperate right. where they are actually aging it. What did you just crunch into? This? The, the fig. <laughs> the fig sausage. You hear me crunching? Yeah, me too. I was trying to. I went from the pate to that, and I was like, "Where's this? Is the spice still coming from the pate, or is yeah. something?" <laughs> and it might be the pepper that is in the fig that is kind of coming out. But it's, it's confusing. Mm hmm. I didn't expect that to happen because this was so sweet. How do we clean our palate. <laughs> Water, <laughs> just bread. 
but I'm I'm not hating it. I tell you that. I, I, I think the fig. You said it earlier. I do think the fig sausage goes better with this. Yeah. Than the white. Yeah. It's it. So too. You know, the red just has enough body. Yeah. And oomph that it just. It's it's hard to say that and say we're talking about figs. <laughs> I'd have to understand how this recipe. Of the fig sausage. I'll have to show you the packaging, yeah. Puts together. Because it's definitely got, you said it, I, th- I agree, it's definitely got some pepper in it. Yeah. It, it's, and if you go to World Market and you're looking for it, there's a couple different varieties. This is the citrus one. There's also one that is like so that red get, pepper. So we're getting some acid from that citrus. Citrus that maybe is playing into the pepper extension. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm still getting some spice. Yeah, there's something there. Okay, I might have to do some Stilton. (laughs) Or the... I tried the light goat cheese, the kind of herb one. That's what I'm going to do first. It's not doing much for me. It didn't? No, I had to try it multiple times to confirm it didn't do much. (laughs) Now I'm having to pour more for it. Well, okay. I'm curious, are you getting anything interesting? No. You know, the herbal cheese is just good. Yeah, I love it. So a lot of times you just take, you know, your your toast, your bag out, put the herbal cheese on it, and then you want something else with it. It's like, oh, where's that smoked salmon? <laughs> <laughs> Let's put that on there. Mm-hmm. That'd be really good. Yeah. Ooh. I just did the, the Humboldt Fog. You did? And it really brings out... The beautiful light sweetness of the of the red port kind of brings out some of the fruity notes. I really like that. Let's try that again. Now the thing about the Humboldt Fog is it's like two cheeses in one. It is depending on which part of the yeah you got one side it's really the ooey gooey brie kind of cheese, yeah. and then the other side is more of that goaty that goat cheese. Yeah. So I'm not sure which you had first. That was the goatee chevre side. Okay. With the blue stripe in the middle. Okay. And the name comes from, you know, the local fog that rolls in. So it, it's an American cheese. Mm-hmm. California. California. Yeah. And I don't really think about that. I think, oh, this is a good cheese. Where did it come from? think a lot about France. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I still love that. I tried one this bite with more of the brie style. It's delicious. Best on plate may be a difficult. <laughs> it is. Well, have you done the Stilton yet? Not yet. Well, I don't know if any of your listeners are planning a trip to Portugal, but <laughs> a couple of recommendations if you do. Make dinner reservations. Oh, right, yeah. If you want to go to a rooftop in Lisbon, make a reservation. If you want to go <laughs> to somewhere that's not a big, you know, and riverside. don't try for 10 o'clock. That's, that's where they're, that's all yeah. the Portuguese is there. <laughs> Everybody's there at 8, 9, 10. We really, it was one of the things we struggled with on our trip is that I don't think we ate the best food because we didn't have reservations. So we had to kind of go wherever we could get a table. Oh, okay. And we had really good food at one place, but terrible service. 
<laughs> it was just like terrible service. Yeah, it was hmm. really oddly run, managed, um, hmm. very slow, but really good food. That's where I finally had some grilled octopus that was delicious. You ate octopus? Oh yeah, I like octopus, and theirs is delicious. That's one of their specialties. Absolutely. So I really enjoy that, but um, you know, we found we got lucky a couple of times. But yeah, it was, we went to this one little like wine and cheese place for a happy hour sunset time. Mm-hmm. And they were like, um, you can, can you sit inside and like be done in an hour and a half? Cause we have a reservation <laughs> at 730 and you're like, yeah, I mean, we're American. We'll be done in an hour. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was so funny cause they would block the tables because do they do the same thing as the Titans that the dinner time is like. Two hours to three hours? Oh, minimum two hours. Yeah. Yeah. And so they won't seat anybody at the table an hour before the reservation. Right. Which is just like baffling. (laughs) And the same thing in Spain happened too, but we had to learn our lesson a little bit better. We had that happen at the best pizza place we ate at. Mm. You know, all the tables had reserve signs on it. Mm -hmm. And we go in there and, and, uh, of course, we're speaking English. We don't know enough Italian. And finally they had the they kept saying, no, no, no. And they finally had to bring out their daughter, I guess, yeah. from the back, who spoke English. And she explained that they're reserved at 8 o'clock. Yeah. And this was like 6.30. Right. And so we explained, we'll be out of we'll there. We'll be done. <laughs> I promise. And then two locals came in, and they let them sit right beside us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's the same thing. I, I just love it. I mean, you know, the other night we went to uh, Brave New and sat down on the patio. I say the other night is like three weeks <laughs> when it was cooler. We sat on the patio, and it was three hours. Sure. Because, you know, it was Joanna and I and three others. And we were just having such a good time visiting and Yeah. I mean, you know, having a good meal and having a good wine and having, you know, appetizers yeah. and all that. And it's like it just reminded me of Italy. Mm-hmm. And Port- you're saying Portugal's what? And Spain too, yeah. Yeah. I'm very similar in the mentality of you're not rushing. You're not rushing anywhere. It's gonna take you a while to get the bill. Because they are not, they're not going to bring it to you. You are going to have to ask for it. Right. And so I think that it's a different, different way of life. And, it, mm-hmm. you know, you got, it took us a little getting used to and a little, there was some like, oh, I just want to eat. I just want to sit down and eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We'd finally give up and sit at the pizza place by the river, which was lovely. Right. You know, the wine was always delicious. So I just had a third on my humboldt. And I had just the rind. Mmm. How'd that go? It went excellent. Excellent with this one. Have you with, tried the Stilton? Uh, Stilton. It might be number one, but I'm not sure yet. Mm-hmm. Looks pretty good. I just put brownie in my mouth. So what happened, happened, listeners, is we decided Stilton. And so I go to Kroger. Go back to the cheese area. And I'm looking all over. You know, they got little signs out with the stuck bottom cheeses, and I don't see anything that says Stilton. But I see Humboldt Falls, so I grab it. 
And then I'm looking around, looking around, still looking. The lady goes, can I help you? And I go, I'm looking for Stacy. She says, it's in that corner. <laughs> and all I could see was the sign that didn't say Stilson. <laughs> well, what happened was, I don't think there ever was a sign, but, you know, they had it stacked up in a big circle, you know, little, oh, yeah, little, little triangles edges. into the big circle. And it's like, Half of that was Stilson, half was whatever the sign said. <laughs> so I ended up with both of them. Yeah. And I'm glad I did. Yeah. That's really Those good. That was a good call. The stinky cheats worked really well with, with both of them. Exactly. And I don't typically buy a ton of stinky cheese, but it was good. We don't either because... Mom doesn't really like it. it. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't eat it because it comes in big blocks and I don't need a big block of it. <laughs> Right. I just want a little taste to go on my cheese plate. Yeah. Well, I'm sort of running out of food and running out of wine. I know. Me too. Taking last bites to start to figure out my best on plate. <laughs> well, I'm not quite there yet, are you? I'm pretty close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think I know which one's my best on plate. I'm going back to the pig sausage. <laughs> Definitely get that sweetness. So, in my mouth, I'm not getting the spice. So, I think before the spice is coming, maybe from, from the, the pate. Still. pate. That makes sense. These are good. Yeah, I really like, like I said, the, the winemaker at Churchill's is really focused on creating a drier style port that is just not as high in sugar content. Yeah. And I think it it really works for me because I think that that aligns with my palate um, a little bit better than the typical ports. They're very good. I like them a lot. So I, John, uh, we need to follow a friend. Yeah. So um, on the Tawny. Tawny, yep. It says 104 grams per liter of residual sugar. That sounds like a lot. I mean, all ports are a lot. So. Because of the fortification. And what you, then this is the 10-year-old. And so what you said was the 20-year-old was just too much. So the reserve and the white have to be less than that. Yeah. I didn't find residual sugars on any of mine. Okay, here's the reserve. It says 99. Okay, so the dry white says 41. 41. Oh, okay. That's a big difference. Yeah. So that that may be why the fig sausage didn't go as well as I thought it would. Because there was so much residual sugar in the ports. They're almost fighting. And then you had the fig, which added to it, and it just sugared you out. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to find these in our liquor store. Yeah, I am. Okay, it says select a state north of South listed. <laughs> oh, here we go again. <laughs> well, your state wasn't listed either, Marie. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Indiana's listed. Oh, there we go. All right, you lucked out. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, should we go to best on plate? I'm ready. I'm ready. Let me start with yours or mine. Oh, we got to start with yours. You were first. Okay. Um, I think with the white, my favorite was 
the Humboldt Fog. Oh, really? Okay. So. Are you going to say which side or the Rhine or? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't remember at this point uh, which one I'd have matter. to pour more and I mean, the, reassess. You probably had all different ones. I probably had a pretty blended one. Because we cut it, you know, have yeah. it all. How about you? Uh, I'm going to have to go with a stilts. Okay. You know that that blue funky cheese? Yeah. Just seems to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't know why, but it just I just love it. I mean, you know. And it and I'm I'm confused that it's a cow cheese, but <laughs> <laughs> it worked. It did. It definitely worked. So I think the Stilton was my favorite best known plate for the red. Do you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well What were yours? I'm torn because the again the Humboldt was so good. And you know what? That brownie, it's sitting there looking at us in the face, and it was probably best on plate on both of them mm-hmm. because of, because of brownie sweetness. But it's sort of overpowered. Yeah, we got too much sweet on sweet. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I think you almost need the brownie was good. I think a bitter chocolate. Yeah, high cacao. Yeah, like Uh either a a dark chocolate mousse or truffle or something like that would have gone a little bit better on the chocolate side. We're going to put it on pause for a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Run to the store. No, No, I might have some back there. That's (laughs) true. So I'm I'm going with the Humboldt. Okay. Yeah. It just nice. uh, it just melt. It was mellow enough. I mean, there was so many different tastes with the softness of the yeah. brie part. It just really kind of melts in your the brie part yeah. melts in your mouth, and you know the pork just went went so well. It was really good. I loved it. Well, thank you so much, Marie. Yeah, it was really good. I yeah, mean, you know, glad we got to share it. Too bad Josh wasn't here. I know we could have done the third one. We could have. Well, we <laughs> we can do a. Yeah, we can, but no, nah, I, I think we're good. Not. This but is, yeah, this is good. So uh, thank you very much, all the listeners. Uh, I hope we got some of you out there. Uh, it's been sp- sporadic as to what we're doing. I'll probably put out uh, something else from the archives, and uh, maybe Josh and I'll get our act together long distance wise. Or, hey, you want to do a Spanish wine episode with me sometime and we can virtual distance it? I'd be happy to do that, too. Oh, yeah, we could do that. That'd be fun. You have some? I mean, you brought some back? I'm not saying. I I did some damage in Spain. I'm I'm not saying (laughs) ship it to me. I'm just saying uh, give me a a couple choices. Yeah. Yeah. We could do that. And uh, Lexi's just laying here listening to us, or maybe she's not. You know, sleeping, dozing, tooting. Yeah. So, uh, thank you to the listeners, and uh, we're we're still out there when we do something. We're on the socials. We're not on TikTok anymore. And, you know, that's kind of been you know, not so fun, but uh, <laughs> we're on uh, Instagram and Facebook for sure. And we appreciate all you listening. And so, this is Josh Mills, or this is John Mills. <laughs> Hello, this is uh, where's Josh Mills? This is John Mills and Henry Mills. And thank you, and goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>